Let's do the podcast. Wow. And with that, yeah, we're live. Uh, hey, guys. It's Megan Collins from Style Girlfriend. I'm joined here by uh, my musical director, Taylor <laughs> Davies. Taylor, I haven't seen you in a minute. How's your fourth? Um, it was really great. I was in Southern California visiting my former roommate, and it was delightful. I saw four or five fireworks displays. Like We were like up on a cliff, and there was one that was close, and there were like four, three or four in the background. It was awesome. That's a lot of fireworks. A lot of fireworks. I like to see them in person. I have let go of, like, trying to take pictures of fireworks and try to, like, show people that you saw good fireworks. Like, you know what I noticed, though? A lot of people have caught on to that because of those, like, things that have been going around being like, oh, thanks for your blurry fireworks picture. I think everybody's like, okay, fine, sorry, no fireworks pictures. And it's great. I love that to, like, stay in the moment and enjoy the fireworks and then be like, that was great, fireworks, bye. Yes, I agree with that. It's unfortunate that it takes, like, memes shaming us into living our lives. I wonder what kind of change we could enact by shaming people into doing things. Uh, Well, you would think if shame worked, then there would be a lot more happening. So I think it it doesn't (laughs) extend to anything useful. It's like, oh, you're on Instagram? Cool. (laughs) It's like, I'm on Instagram as I'm being made fun of for being on Instagram? Like, that's too much. It's too much. too much. It's too much. So I don't know. Okay. That's cool. I was in Wisconsin. It was lovely. Do you know that um, when I came back, though, I caught up on sort of news and things like that, mm-hmm. and I found that, because I just got back. Like, I was gone. I mean, you and I both were gone for a... We went for a long time. I was gone for, I think, 10 or 11 days. Yeah, same. It was yeah. great. Yeah. I came back to Childish Gambino put out two new songs uh-huh. that both have summer in the title. Well, I know, because the EP's called Summer Pack. They're both good songs. They are. They're vibey. They're good, like, patio songs. Like, we can put them on later when we go sit outside on my patio, and we'll listen to them, and we'll think about how, yes, Charlotte Gambino, like, does kind of have the summer vibe down. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, he seems like someone who always has his shirt off, but it's, like, somehow appropriate. Yes. Like, he could go to the Oscars without a shirt on, and people would be like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he (laughs) looks good. Best dressed. Best dressed. Yeah. Yeah, because look at his pants. Right. (laughs) And I'm into it. I am too. I love his whole vibe. Well, him and then Ariana Grande also put out another song this week. I like it. I like it too. It's not like a bop. I feel like I'm the only person apart from like Arianators or whatever they call themselves. I think I'm the only like actual adult that is standing hard for her and Pete. I'm just like, hey, I love love. If you guys are happy, get on it. Listen, I'm not saying that love isn't real and like I don't support <laughs> okay. relationships, but Let's just I'm call that. saying to call attention to that. Taylor Davies is not saying love is not real. I'm glad that we got you on the record saying that. Love is I, real. I've been questioning it. I just think we are watching something crazy. There are few things that I am more invested in watching online than this relationship. But like, Ish. I would say most people are like, huh? Like people watching the term are like, yeah. who is that? Who are these people that you're talking about? There is an argument to be made that like the rise of celebrity journalism coincided with this sense of knowing what's going on in the news is not necessarily the norm or is not necessarily a given. But hasn't that always been the case? No, I don't think so. I think people used to, the news was what they had to consume, and so that's what they consumed. And now celebrity news is being supplanted. So you can only consume so much news, and if you choose to, you know, say Entertainment Tonight is my news, or, God, Mm -hmm. that's an old reference, but, like, E! News is my news, Mm -hmm. then there's legitimate news, like, actual news in the, like, like the happenings in the world. Nightly news. Right, that people are not consuming because they're instead consuming celebrity culture. 
Like, we shouldn't necessarily, like, I don't think I should know Khloe Kardashian's baby's name, but I do. But I do, you know, like, but could I name all the justices on the Supreme Court? I mean, I could. I'm very smart and well-informed, but, like, could other people? I don't know. I mean, I think that we're, I think that that element of culture and, like, the consumption of media has just been put on steroids lately, but I think it's always been this way. There have always been people who would rather meet a, read a magazine than read the newspaper. Like, there have always been people whose interests are going towards lighter fare than towards, you know, hard news. Sure. I just think of the news pie, celebrity news was such a small slice of it. Like, there's really only People magazine for you to read, right? And now there's People magazine plus a million other magazines plus a million gossip sites. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, hard, I'm just going to keep calling it hard news. Hard news? Hard news. Sure. Okay. That's the one I'm going with. I think you're, yeah, I see your, I do, I do see your point. In generations past, I guess, right? Like, if you were always leaning towards the lighter stuff, maybe now you're, like, way off the deep end with the lighter stuff because there's just so much more of it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. And, I mean, you can't really put the genie back in the bottle at this point. Yeah, you, there's no point. Nobody's going to be like, we, quote unquote, should have less celebrity news. Like, we're going to shut down OK Magazine out of the, you know, concern in our hearts for the general populace and their well-being. Like, that's not going to happen. Well, in, in, you know, five years, have no printed magazines of celebrity gossip, but we'll certainly still have the internet. So I think you're right. It's not going anywhere. We're not probably going to have less of it anytime soon. All right. So I guess we'll just have to solve the problem of news another day. Yeah. But we should do it. I think we can. I think this podcast is... (laughs) We're certainly equipped. Yeah. I just, we don't have the time today to, yeah. to fix all of it, no. but now we've identified the problem mm-hmm. and we'll go from here. Yeah. And next week, our hot topic will be, what do you think about Trump's pick for the new Supreme Court justice? Is every good thing that happened in the last five years going to be undone in the next five years? I can't wait to find out. Ooh. More this and more on you know undressed. Stay tuned. Hashtag <laughs> hard news. Yeah. Remember when life was easier? Oh, barely. Remember when like you'd be like, "What did Barack Obama do yesterday?" And you'd be like, "I don't know. He's just being the president. I haven't seen him in a while, but I assume he's doing his job." We didn't have to know what the president was doing every single day oh, because he was sitting at a desk doing work, taking meetings. You know what? That is an argument for celebrity culture. If only because we all need an escape from, like, the hell that is our lives today. Yeah. Like, I just don't think that we should over-rely on it. Yes. Because then it makes us not do things like call our senators or, yeah, you know, vote in primaries. Yeah. Save net neutrality. Right. Just a couple casual things That's we another thing we'll fix next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise people won't be able to stream our podcast without paying extra. Oh, my God. Speaking of streaming... Tell us, Megan! We are now on Spotify! You guys, it took so long. I got the email on, like, a Saturday night. I texted it to Taylor. I was like, look at this. This is the best (laughs) thing that's ever happened. We're so excited. I actually have to look and see if it's done anything for our numbers. I, like, can't even tell you. I just... I was, like, kind of on vacation last week. Yeah, you've just been riding the high of the news itself. Exactly. (laughs) It is cool, though. If you go to Spotify, you see our podcast. Yay! It's there. It's real. You should subscribe. You should tell everyone you know to subscribe. You should look it up on Spotify on your phone. Take a screenshot of it. Put it on your Instagram stories. Let us know that you're listening to Undressed on Spotify. It would make us so happy. Um, We've really taken some interesting diversions on this uh, podcast. Nope. This is is all in that one line. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
Do you know what we missed this week, Taylor? Well, the World Cup? Mm, no. Well, some of it. Yeah. But New York Fashion Week men's? I, okay, I truly missed the entire thing. I didn't see anything about it. I think it was, like, also, like, 100 degrees. And why did they do it during 4th of July? Who was going to be here? Who was going to go to it? So that's super confusing, right? So basically, they've been having, like, a men's dedicated fashion, quote-unquote, week. But it's really only a few days. For the past, I don't know, four years now? Mm -hmm. And the first day is, it's always on a Monday. And they have a bunch of presentations. And they call it Men's Day. And I was still out of town. And then... They had, like, the public school presentation. They had Todd Snyder, mm-hmm. like, on Tuesday, and I was still out of town. And then it was just over. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was the week after July 4th, but it was, like, right – I mean, I don't know. I wasn't back in town yet. Like, not that they should wait for me, but I was just – yeah, I was surprised. But they should that, wait for you. Well, no, honestly, I was happy to have missed it. Nothing ever – I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but, like, men's fashion doesn't change that much. No. And if we want to talk about trends, I'm kind of happy to wait until, I don't know, the PR person sends me a lookbook. Like, I'll get just as much out of it. I'll feel way less bad about myself because every time I go to a men's presentation, I walk by street style photographers and no one takes my picture. (laughs) And then, like, some dude in, like, a fanny pack and, you know, wind pants that probably cost $5,000 gets mobbed. And I'm just, it's not good for my sense of self-worth, Taylor. It's just not. So now we know the real reason you don't care about Men's Fashion Week is because street style photographers don't take your picture when you go to it. I would say that's like 25%. <laughs> the rest is because then I see things like a tie-dye sweatshirt, which like is cool, but also is not necessarily worth me coming out in the 100-degree weather to watch a, pre- like a, a runway show or a presentation where you know models are standing around looking uncomfortably hot. And styled in such a way that, like, I would never tell style friend readers to dress, you know? Yeah. Just to, like, look at the one piece where, oh, yeah, I can see that being worn by a real person. A real boy. A real boy. (laughs) Yeah, it just doesn't... Again, I'm all for... I was about to say I'm all for men's fashion being sort of treated on, like, equal footing with women's fashion, but I don't know if I am. I think women's fashion is generally much more fun. And evolving. Like, men's is, like, how many different ways can you drape a pant? And like a jacket and shoes. I don't know. I, you're right. It doesn't. And I think for me, like that's one of the things that I actually love about men's style is that because things don't change that much, you sort of are just kind of like your creativity comes from how you interpret these sort of like core things that don't change that much. And I kind of like the simplicity of that from like a writing standpoint, from a styling standpoint. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's sort of like cool that right, like it grew into this thing, and they're like, we're giving it its own week. But it's right after the 4th of July. And, like, what season are we looking at in July? What what did they show? Do you know? Was it fall? No, Next it's spring, spring, summer. Spring, summer. In July. So in July, we're seeing SS19. That's so confusing. And, well, and that's not how people shop anymore. Like, that's no. all changing. You know, so it's interesting. I think people are really trying to hold on to that tradition of, like, seeing stuff six months before it's like seasonal or whatever so that's how you like predict trends and blah 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 but no it's not how people shop and I also I just I don't know July seems kind of sad like to me that's sort of like "Mm, sad you're in July like that's when your shows are like it's so hot it's New York like that's when everyone wants to leave town yes but you're right there is probably a part of me that's also just like feels like I don't belong there because again we are talking to people who don't care 
and I and I love that trend focused. Yeah. Right. I love our audience, and I love that they dress the way that we do, which is to say, what is popular right now, and, and I'll actually look attractive in. Yeah, and how can I make like something sort of like cool and new work for the way that I like to dress all the time, year after year. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I guess don't stop inviting me, Fashion Week, but. Also, this has been another episode of Megan's Shade Corner. Yeah, sorry. We haven't done Megan's Shade Corner in a little bit. Oh my god, I don't know. I know, I've been feeling a little disillusioned by the whole Fashion Week thing for years. And again, I can't really tell if that's because the culture is changing, or because I stopped being invited to cool stuff, or if it's both. I don't know, that's some time. Yeah, hard to say. But again, good for you for the level of self-awareness to be able to say. Some of it might just be that I'm a little bit bitter that I'm not, you know, front row. Right, and like, that's why I've like self-selected myself out of the realm of caring for, about it I don't know maybe but I think my life is better for it because caring about fashion week back when I did drove me crazy yeah I'm so glad I never worked in women's fashion yeah Ugh. Mm. sounds exhausting exhausting okay so when it comes to men's fashion yeah there are certain celebrities that people look to um to be inspired by right Ryan Gosling one SG Madness. Yes. Um, Michael B. Jordan came in second. Like, <laughs> there are celebrities out there who both men and women hold up as style icons in their own right. Yes. In the past year, I would say, another star, another celebrity has been uh, elevated into that vaunted space. His name is Jonah Hill. So, do you want to explain Jonah Hill Day? You, I think you're going to have a more succinct uh, explanation of what it is. Because I did not do the background research on this. I saw when it was happening. I was sort of in the moment being like, did I miss something? So, okay. <laughs> so last year was the inaugural Jonah Hill Day. And it's something that the two guys behind, is it called Failing Upwards or Falling Upwards? It's like Failing Upwards. Failing yeah. Upwards. It's a podcast from the guys behind... Four pins, and they're now sort of scattered to the wind, but it's like hype beast type guys. Yeah. And they they talk all about men's fashion in a way that, like, you and I never would. Like, they care about designer labels. They care about trends that celebrities like a Kanye is wearing. Yeah. Um, and not a Ryan Gosling, probably. Yeah. Yes. Suffice it to say. So they're just very, they're like hype beasty and comfortable with that. Yes. Like, that is their interest. Like, they talk about fashion like it's baseball cards, and that's great. That's yeah. their thing. That's a good analogy. I like that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And last year they instituted this day called Jonah Hill Day. They think mm-hmm. Jonah Hill dress is really cool and fun. Wow, I'm describing it probably the way that their mothers would describe this thing that they started. But they think he's a great dresser and so they like started this sort of like very tongue-in-cheek uh, appreciation event for him at like a bar in Brooklyn or something. And it was just an excuse for like them and all their friends to party, like have a party, yeah. have a fun day. Have a fun day. Have a fun day. Drink a lemonade. Right. Exactly. So they had this party, and then they had it again this year. I guess it probably coincides with New York Fashion Week men's, right? I think so, yeah. It must. The timing checks out. Yes. And so this year, who shows up but Jonah Hill? Wow. And the pictures from it are so funny because, okay, so Jonah Hill, of late, has been wearing a lot of, like, tie-dye. Yeah. Yeah, how my, would you describe his style? Like, like post gym hype beast. Like, the, listen, 
So my only tie-in to this is that I actually saw Jonah Hill in Soho the other day. You know how, like, he keeps getting photographed with Justin Theroux? So first I saw Justin Theroux walking his bike through Soho, and then I went into Bloomingdale's. I came out of Bloomingdale's, and Bloomingdale's, the back entrance runs along that same side street where all these people go from that equinox. And then I see him walking with Jonah Hill and someone else, and Jonah Hill was wearing, like, a weird, like, oversized tie-dye shirt and, like, faded jeans. I don't know. I was really distracted by Justin Theroux, so I, like, did not fully take in the hype beast situation that I was absorbing before my very eyes because Justin Throws muscles are so intense that I could not look away. And he is so brightly orange colored. It's scary. Anyway, so, diversion. But anyway, wow. I saw <laughs> Jonah Hill in the wild, like, as this, like, person that he is now. Yeah, and he sort of gets photographed in a way that he definitely didn't before, and no. it's for his, like, style iconery. That's not a word. But... It was very weird because these pictures, it was him with all of sort of his, these people who, again, they act like it's tongue-in-cheek, like that they're fans, but also like they are fans. He's like a famous guy. Yeah. But they're all dressed alike, Taylor. Like, everyone's wearing a fucking tie-dyed shirt and a fanny pack across their chest, you know? Yeah. And it was just sort of like, this is why I don't like Fashion Week. Like, because mm. it's the idea of like, look how trendy I am, but also I look like everyone else around me. I don't know. That's a snooze to me. That's a snooze to me. I, I mean, I guess, like, good for them for kind of, like, finding this funny thing that they're, like, having a ball with, I guess. Like, I feel like it's not for us to, like, hate on the things that other people like. But we are here as critics of culture, and people trust our thoughtful opinions. And I, I mean, like, that kind of style, like, the sort of, like, worshipping of that particular look to me, like, I want this era of fashion to be over I want it to be done I don't disagree I guess my thing is more like you don't get to make fun of banking bros wearing fleece zip-ups or guys in Murray Hill wearing the same J. Crew Gingham shirt if you're all wearing a tie-dye t-shirt like you're not different than them oh I see what you're saying yeah 100% that yeah but they do. Like, that's the point. It's like, they're like, look at us. We're different. We're trendsetters. And it's like, really? Because you all are dressed the same. You're yeah. just dressed differently than other people all wearing the same thing. It bothers me because I feel like you it's don't like get to make fair. fun of something yeah. and then do the same thing. And right. But nobody calls them out on it because it's like, but they're cool. Mm-hmm. It's like high school. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, banking bros aren't having a podcast about wearing fleece vests. No. They just wear them. And then they get on with their lives. And I'm not saying it's a good look, but, like, they're also just not, you know, navel-gazing in the same way, I think. Yeah. I think I'm just also very tired of the sort of ironic, like, I don't care, but I clearly care so much. You know what I mean? Oh, this is no accident. This isn't like he's just, like, stumbled into his room, pulled out a tie-dye t-shirt from high school, and was like, I don't give a fuck. He gives very many fucks. And all the people around him who are having Jonah Hill Day and dressing the same way give all the fucks in the whole world. And pretending that they don't is false. I just am also, like, a little tired. I think it's funny. I'm just a little tired of the culture of making fun of people for what they wear. I'm over it. I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's fun. I don't think it's... To me, it's, like, macho and tired and, like, let it go. Like, we have moved on as a culture from feeling like making fun of people is 
how to be funny. They're like, be clever in another way. I'm, I'll sit here and wait. But you know what? It's not even just that. It's the self-deprecating humor, too, that I don't like. Because, again, I think that's how people get out of taking ownership. Because they're, like, ma- they're making fun of themselves. So they get that they're being lame. It's like, well, then don't do that either. Just think what you think is cool is cool. And be excited about it. And, mm-hmm. like, let that be it. Like, did you watch that Nanette, the Hannah Gadsby Netflix special? Your face tells me no. Yeah. But your heart tells me yes. Um, I don't know. She's like this Australian comic. People were raving about it like two weeks ago. I made my sister watch it with me when I was in Wisconsin. She did not make it through the whole thing. It was like very polite comedy. Like it was very like polite observations. But then it sort of turned into this thing where she was like talking about her sexuality and talking about how men have controlled the agency of women for so long. And I mean, it got pretty deep. Um, my sister did not make it to that part, so she'll never know, I guess. Okay. Uh, but that she talks a lot about the idea of self-deprecating humor releases people from, not releases, but it's a way of sort of minimizing yourself. And, like, I don't like that. And I, yeah, I think I would like less of that. I want, I just want everybody to like what they like and be proud of that. Yeah. And if, like, what you like is bird watching, then... Don't be like, I like bird watching. I know it's stupid, but it's like, no, I like bird watching and I saw this cool ass bird the other day. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's interesting. I, I feel like some type of way about just self-deprecating anything. And I feel like it's such a popular sort of like save yourself kind of move, like in the general sense. Like, I feel like I try to think I'm like, I'm a, kind of a funny girl. Like I can make people laugh and stuff, but all, a lot of times self-deprecating humor is the way I go for that. Like. I don't know, because it's kind of easy, and then you kind of, like, save yourself, right? So, like, no one can... The I don't think these guys, this fashion thing is not quite related to this, but you kind of do it so that before someone else can, right? Like, you make fun of yourself so the other people can. I think that's totally the same thing. I think they're doing it so that if somebody calls them out... They're like, oh, dude, they're like, oh, no, it's just, we're just, we're just, you know, joking around. <sighs> but again, it seemed like a fun day. They all seemed like they were having fun. <laughs> to circle back, it seems like they had fun wearing their, like matching outfits, and worshiping Jonah Hill. hmm Yeah. So we'll see what happens at the third annual Jonah Hill Day. Maybe we should go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It'll be 4th of July. We'll be out of town. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we'll join remotely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Skype in. Yeah, if someone could just do an Instagram Live from Jonah Hill Day, that would be great. We'll tune in. Well, since it will be too hot, why don't we get to hot takes? Oh, boy. I'll start. Okay. So, Henry Cavill is someone who I've never... There's no love lost between me and Henry Cavill. Am I using that phrase right? I don't care for him. Okay. He was cast as Superman, and I was like, who is this bozo? He's so boring. Mm-hmm. He's, like, handsome, I guess, in the way that, like, if you asked, like, Donald Trump, what does a handsome person look like, he would, like, build Henry Cavill. <laughs> or he'd have, like, Don Jr. do it. Like, he's just, like, got, like, you know, the bone structure, and he's tall. But he just seems boring, and I never... I don't know, I feel like I saw him in an interview and he just didn't seem like a very charismatic person and I was like oh whatever and I never saw Superman so I actually don't even know if he's a good actor okay well this week he's been out promoting the new Mission Impossible which he's in and he gave an interview I want to say to like Esquire UK or something like that and I'm just going to read it okay and I'll let you tell me what you think of this I can't wait Uh, He says, there's something wonderful about a man chasing a woman. There's a traditional approach to that, which is nice. I think a woman should be wooed and chased, but maybe I'm old-fashioned for thinking that. It's very difficult to do that if there are certain rules in place, because then it's like, 
well, I don't want to go up and talk to her because I'm going to be called a rapist or something. Oh, yeah. Um, that's horrible. And that makes me sad. I mean, I guess at this point, like, okay, like, yes, yet another person who I was like, I, I love that, like, they're hot, like, they're fun. I love the thing. It's like, oh, I'm like, I'm sad about Kevin Spacey because I love House of Cards. But then you have to be like, great. You're canceled. You're, a, like, he's probably, like, putting his all the foot in his mouth and like, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. And, like, of course you didn't, Henry Cable. But the words came out of your mouth. You can't unsay them. And now you get the big label on your forehead that says, problematic. Also, you're done. He issued a statement kind of saying, like, I should be more careful with my words. Which, oh, he, so he went, he's done his little apology circuit? Yeah, well, because it exploded, and everyone yeah. was like, well, that's not how it works. <laughs> um, but what frustrates me, and we talk about this a lot on Style Girlfriend, is that yeah. I know that our readers, our listeners, quote-unquote, good guys, but I think that they think it removes them from having to be a part of the Me Too conversation, and statements like this show that it's still so misunderstood. Men are now paying for their actions. They are feeling those consequences, but the men did the thing. The Me Too movement didn't do anything to the men. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And so I think when people say it like this, like, well, now with the Me Too movement, who even knows how it's going to be interpreted when I do X, Y, or Z? And that's that's what you said. It's problematic because if there is confusion between, you know, your approach and what you consider flirting and what a woman considers harassment. It's you're... always it's always been there. Yeah, it's not suddenly different because the Me Too movement exists. Whatever it is that's like bad behavior hasn't changed. Like what you can and can't do to make a woman feel comfortable or safe has always been the same. Like that's not what's changing, and so that's what's problematic is for him to be like, oh, there's different rules. No, there are no different rules. Like, be a gentleman, be a champion of women, be respectful, be a good person has never not been a thing. That's stupid. I don't like it. I don't like it either. So, yeah, guys, the rules haven't changed. If you're making a woman uncomfortable, if the feedback that you're getting is anxiety from a woman, is discomfort, is her rejecting you, look at your approach. Don't blame the Me Too movement. Don't blame <laughs> new rules. Like, that's not what's in play here. No. What's happening is we, as women, are feeling, like, the agency that we've been looking for and hoping for. Like, we just feel, like, now there's a little bit more strength and a little bit more, sort of, like, comfort in being able to say what makes us uncomfortable and what makes us not uncomfortable. Those things have always been what they are. We just, some people just haven't felt comfortable saying them out loud, or putting the people on blast who need to be put on blast for their bad behavior. And having your actions restrained to only those things that make a woman feel comfortable is not you losing your rights. Oh, God. No. Uh, us feeling more comfortable in, in taking space up in the world doesn't mean that you take up less. It just means that, you know, we all get to be comfortable, and it's not something that we should all want. Yeah, like... you. The idea that people need to adjust their behavior in the light of Me Too is what's so frustrating. You should just be like, great, I'm so happy that the people who have always been acting inappropriately and making people uncomfortable are finally being brought to task. 
you as a good guy that you are, the listener of this podcast, the reader of Style Girlfriend, you should be like, love it. Great. Take down the bozos. I'm going to keep doing my thing, which is being a normal, nice human being who understands boundaries, who loves women, and who flirts like a normal person. Because guess what? Flirting is not like... Oh, God. I could get so worked up talking about this. Like, Well, if you literally can't tell the difference between flirting and attempted rape... I... Oh, boy. God, like, this... Where you're sort of like, oh, no, like, another hot guy kind of has to be like, oh, sorry, like... Oh, like, I can't like him as much as I used to. Oh, fucking well. Shouldn't... I guess he didn't deserve the likes, the attention he was getting before because nobody was... I mean, he didn't have a platform to speak his inappropriate thoughts. Right. <laughs> sorry like your foot's in your mouth uh, mm. and that's the thing is if someone says you know what I just don't have a filter it's like well if that's what's coming out of you unfiltered then yeah maybe you need to like put yourself through a Brita because there's some stuff that shouldn't be there no and oh god like I mean maybe that's good though maybe we need to be giving more interviews with people and being like what would you say like, yeah helps us sort out the bugs yes let's sort them out let's bring everybody under the light and see what they really are. I think we got the name of the episode there. <laughs> so we're not going to call it hashtag hard news? <laughs> <laughs> Subtitle. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that's my, my hot take. Honestly, every guy ought to go read this article. And then, like, do yourself the favor of going and reading some... There's some really thoughtful responses on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. from women sort of explaining why that's problematic. Like, if you can't... If we didn't do a good job of explaining why that's problematic, if you still need some some understanding of why dear Henry didn't just put his foot in his mouth, but also like uh, brought to light an, a stance that makes a lot, makes women uncomfortable and should make you uncomfortable as a man who wants to think of himself as a good guy. Like let's, let's dive into that some more. Yeah. Because the thing too, I mean, I feel like we've kind of, we've said everything we need to say about this, but the thing that I think that guys will read this and it's basically you're reading the statement and you're kind of like, oh, traditional, traditional. And then at the end you're like, don't like, that's the fail because it's not wrong to have the viewpoint of liking if you're like a straight guy and you're like, okay, I love this sort of traditional approach. I like to woo a woman. I enjoy the chase. Like there's nothing wrong with that opinion. So I feel like where guys maybe like, I feel like some guys are kind of like, okay, so wait, but like, is that whole opinion wrong? Like, is it like, is the chase wrong? Is wooing a woman wrong? Is chivalry dead because of me too? Like, no. No. There, it's just, yeah, like, nothing has changed. You can still, like, and I like, I like to be wooed too. I'm a woman, I'm a feminist, I'm, like, not gonna put up with inappropriate behavior, but, like, do I like the chase? Hell yeah. Do I like to be wooed? Yes. Do I like chivalry? Do I look for it from the men that I date? 100%. But does that make me say, like, oh, like, (laughs) you're flirting with me? What, are you some kind of rapist? That's not, that's not a thing. No. It's not a thing. Because while this man is wooing you, this, these multiple men who (laughs) woo you constantly. Who are wooing me. The men's. um, (laughs) You are providing positive feedback. Mm -hmm. You are providing body language, verbal cues that say, yes, keep going. Mm-hmm. And if you're not receiving that feedback, then that's time to hit the road. Yeah. And that's, again, that's clearly what he's kind of trying to say. You know what? No, I'm not even going to analyze what he's trying to say. Right. But 
that's the difference, right? Is let's talk about wanted attention versus unwanted attention. And let's talk about how for a very long time women have had to put up with unwanted attention and sort of had to deal with it in this way that put all the emotional labor on them yeah. to get out of a situation that they didn't want to be in. And now we're kind of finally saying, like, I don't want to be in this situation and it's okay for me to just tell you that. Yeah. And men are taking offense to it. When I was at a bar in, New- in Newport Beach this, like, when I was on vacation, and I was sitting at a bar height table with my friend and we're, like, chit-chatting. And, like, I feel like the way to sort of, like, quantify this is to say, like, okay, so here's, like, a small example of, like, things that happen every day to women and then like how things are sort of like tweaking a little bit this like drunk older guy was like coming up to us and like he was like trying to like like you know was openly also by the way like staring at my breasts and then like trying to like ask us if we were married and like asked if we knew how to drive a boat because he was really drunk and like wanted us to like come on his boat and drive whatever but the thing that he did that made me be like what, like, because sometimes this is the thing that's hard about being a woman is that you, there's no, like, escape plan. Like, right. you just have to let this guy just sort of, like, run his mouth at you at this bar because making a scene seems oftentimes, like, more trouble than it's worth. But he kept, like, coming over and, like, putting his arm around me. Ugh. And I had to be like, hey, don't touch me. I don't know you. You need to stop. And he was kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy's always been who he is, and that kind of behavior has always made everyone uncomfortable, but maybe because I think I've seen so much in, like, there's so much energy now of being like, oh, I don't have to just kind of, like, shrink my arms and, like, let this guy touch my shoulder. I was like, don't touch me. Yeah. And I should always feel like that's the right thing, but what guys are probably seeing now is that, like, that's inappropriate. Right, and, and so we're again- feeling a little bit more agency yeah. to speak out when- the bad stuff that's always been bad is, is bad. happening. Ugh, so mm-hmm. that's my bummer of a hot take. Ugh, I have a, like a slightly more uplifting, but like, hmm, hot take. Okay. <laughs> is it about you and your dating life, Taylor? It's always going to be about me and my dating life, of course. But there is a tie-in with a hyperlink that will be included. I do have a point of reference this time. I don't need to just like tell you a long story about my life. <laughs> Let's hear it. So, um, The Cut had a great um, essay published this week called, like, Why Aren't My Friends Setting Me Up? And the, the essay is basically, like, the setup is the original, like, great way to date with friends, introducing friends to people and being like, you should meet this person, you should go out. And so she's kind of, like, lamenting that dating apps have done what they do, and we don't need to, like, harp into that, like, everybody, that's old news. But she was kind of saying, like, oh, it's a real bummer that friends aren't setting each other up with their friends anymore because we're all kind of like, oh, it's online. It's it's easier now. And so my hot take is, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> my hot take is that we as humans in the world need to do more to get back on the train of introducing people to people in real life because... I still know people who met through friends, met at a concert. Like, I miss, like, how it was so much easier when you were in high school or in college and, like, the group hang was just a part of your social life. And so now you have to work a little bit harder, right, to get a group together and to introduce people who maybe haven't met before. That It just takes a little more effort. And I think we need to embrace that effort and we need to, like, do a little bit more to be, like, helping each other out. I think that's a really good one. So I think that's, like, good advice for all of our listeners too. like be 
yeah. set people do up. Do a solid. Yeah, like, do a solid. Like, think about it. Talk to your wife or girlfriend and be like, who do we know that would be great for gym? Like, that's what people used to do. Yeah. I, my sister, um, I set my sister up with her husband. Yeah. My best friend and I set them up together. It was yeah. her brother and my sister, and we're like, y'all are the same age. You live no, in I D.C. I love that. I love that your best friend's brother is married to your sister. I think yeah. that is the best. It was a super selfish way to, like, get her into my family. Yeah, I was so like, who cares about him? part of your family. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Why can't we all have best friends in our families? We all need a tall Megan. Exactly. So, I agree. I'm, I'm all aboard the setup train. Yeah. Another successful pod in the books. Well, hopefully, by the time my computer lets me. <laughs> yeah, let's hope we actually have the pod saved down and And it, if we do, then please subscribe on Apple, Applecast, Apple Pod, oh, Apple Pods, Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher. You get your podcast and leave us a review and. And take a screenshot and share us share with us that you're listening because we love yeah. seeing it. Give us the five stars that you give your Uber driver, you know? Oh, so true. I, I wish we could rate our listeners back. Me too, because I'd give you five stars right back. Yeah, we would. Just yeah. consider this our five stars for you. I'm thinking of like um, Super Mario know. Brothers. Or oh, yeah. Stars. <laughs> like when you get the coins. Unrelated, but. Nope, totally related. Okay. I, I buy it. Okay. All right. That's it. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.